today, John Hammond, senior security researcher at Huntress, joins us to talk about the growing threat of ransomware, the cyber criminals behind the attacks, and the role of cryptocurrency in the fight. All this and more on the Cyberjack Podcast. John, thanks so much for joining us today. Excited to talk about ransomware with you. As always, we kick it off with our guests telling us a little about themselves. Can you share a bit about your background and current role at Huntress? Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much, Jack, for letting me come hang out for a bit. I'm happy to give, a, I guess, a super brief background on myself. Hi. Hello. My name is John Hammond. Uh, I currently work as a senior security researcher at Huntress. Uh, traditionally, I come from kind of a little bit of the government and military background. I got my feet wet with the U.S. Coast Guard, uh, then pivoted over to the Department of Defense to work as an instructor and trainer for cybersecurity and cyber threat emulation, trying to teach some of the military personnel and civilians how to be an operator on the keyboard. Um, then I went to try and go do that myself over at the Defense Threat Reduction Agency. And uh, then our head honchos over at Huntress, Kyle, one excellent fella, he uh, he reached out and said, hey, John, you want to start doing this, uh, you know, for for the 99% for the small to medium businesses and uh, managed service providers? And I said, hey, you know, that sounds like a ton of fun. Now I'm partying with them over at Huntress uh, as a threat researcher, working and understanding malware and still trying to do a lot of outreach and education for uh, shows like this. Great. Well, we're happy to have you. And I know today we're talking about the threat of ransomware, which seems like every company's biggest security nightmare right now. And I know Huntress has really been in the thick of it in terms of ransomware. So I would love to hear from you what's been going on in the past year with ransomware and the ransomware gangs behind the attacks. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for wanting to tune in on that. We we have been trying to be uh, in the trenches, you know, as much as we can be. We've been wanting to be on the front lines and, and just help the community and the industry because it's no secret ransomware has been uh, a bit of a hot topic these days. Uh, I think especially this year in 2021, we've seen however many, certainly double digits, maybe triple digits. I'm not even, I, I wouldn't know the exact number off the top of my head, but you hear about the big ones, right? We hear about Colonial Pipeline, certainly. We hear about the JBS meat supplier. We hear the very, very recent ones. Now we're chatting about New Cooperative with the, the Black Matter ransomware gang. The Kaseya VSA incident. I think Fuji Films. I think there was even the steamship, right, of course, in Massachusetts. I joke occasionally, right? You wake up in the morning and you, and you normally... Hey, just check your phone to see what's the news. Uh, the same way we would turn on the TV to maybe see what the weather is for the day if you're going out to work. Now, I know we're all working from home. We, we're living in different times. So now we're sort of checking the bad cyber weather. Is it is it raining ransomware this week or this whole month as it seems to be the trend this year? Yeah, ransomware has been top of mind for pretty much every company that holds sensitive data over this past year. But a question that comes up a lot from folks that aren't too deep into the weeds is, do these attacks have a pattern? Do these ransomware gangs have some sort of order of operations? Ooh, there, so there are a lot of really cool things to uh, sort of unpack and, and chat about when it comes to ransomware gangs and these threat actors and what their patterns might be or what they go after and what they target. I think there's something to be said of uh, any threat actor, any ransomware gang, any bad criminal just trying to target the low-hanging fruit we saw that certainly with uh, the Microsoft Exchange incidents and those initial access and exploits could potentially lead to ransomware uh, because 
those cyber criminals are just sort of scanning the internet in a spray and pray model to see what's out there that's vulnerable. And all right, cool. Let's exploit that. Let's get some access. And now let's move on to the next thing. Let's target one after another, after another, and just try to cast a wide net in that attack. I think that's one potential, right? And and we certainly see that. But the other patterns that you were alluding to I think when we talk about some of those other big incidents this year, certainly JBS, certainly Colonial Pipeline, certainly uh, the Kaseya VSA, all of these have an interesting tidbit and that they all seem to occur on maybe a holiday weekend or just a small little vacation where the industry, all of us workers and employees, we're kind of letting our guard down because we're ready to go to the beach and maybe have some pizza with the kids, right? It's going to be a Friday and maybe we're just shutting down for the weekend because we know, hey, we've got some time off, an extra day in the weekend. Well, that's the prime time for cyber criminals and ransomware actors to strike because uh, maybe everyone's leaving early. Maybe no one's checking the alerts and all those bells and whistles and alarms that go off on the dashboard. uh, Maybe they just get overlooked or it's a pain, (laughs) truth be told, as a a responder, you know, in the defense. We've been working some pretty long weekends, it seems, these days on on the holidays we want to be with our families. Yeah, it sure seems like these hackers are paying attention to the calendar for holidays and PTO, but for the wrong reasons. So let's shift gears just a bit to protection. What are the best practices organizations need to be following to defend themselves against a ransomware attack? I hate to sound like a broken record. You know, I I hate to sound like just everyone else that says these same things. But the reason we keep saying the same stuff over and over again is because these are the bare bone basics, the absolute boilerplate, cybersecurity hygiene, however you want to brand it. But it's the simple stuff like, hey, having that long, complex password may be generated with a password manager, right? Whether you use LastPass or any of the other specific products that might help with that. Not using the same password for every account. That's certainly one thing. Uh, Two-factor authentication certainly helps with access, etc. Using layered security solutions between, okay, ingress and egress filtering or having your antivirus and having whitelists, etc. Those are all necessary foundational things. When you get to the topic of ransomware, there's the clear and obvious issue. What about backups? Because if we have the entire network encrypted or if we have one computer that's encrypted, well, we might just have to roll back time and get back in action with our backups. The issue there, when you, when you start to see a lot of these incidents, cyber criminals and ransomware actors, they know that you're relying on your backups. So you might try, they might try, right? The, those threat actors might encrypt your backups. That's a pain. So whatever you can do to have redundancy, whatever you can do to have prepared offline backups that aren't touching some portion of your network. They're just ready and waiting. And certainly having them tested and validated. I don't know how many organizations you could chat with or how many teams or security professionals you could say, hey, have you actually you know, really tried to redeploy from backups before? Before stuff hits the fan, before there's an incident in, and right in your lap, whatever you can do to be proactive, to role play this out, to do those tabletop exercises. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's it, it pays in dividends when uh, it's really time for action. Yeah. With ransomware, it seems like preparation is just everything. But I did want to ask you, as these attacks become more sophisticated, 
What are some new procedures or tools that companies should consider adopting to prevent ransomware attacks? I think there are efforts. I think there are initiatives and things that we've tried to do um, as part of the industry because a lot of the playbook that ransomware actors use and operate with. And we see that specifically with Conti, right? When we had the Conti ransomware, their their leaked playbook. And we've done so many analysis between Ryuk and obviously Revil and Darkseid, all of these different gangs and syndicates. They sort of go through a, a weird checklist or a strange order of operations. Is there any aspect that we could break in in that chain? I think there are some open source tools out there. And I, and I really want to actually venture that if you do your own research, if you do your own homework, um, Florian Roth, one incredible researcher has put out a tool vaccine that sounds like it's meant to be a vaccine for ransomware. So if it can detect maybe the use, uh, or the behavior of deleting volume shadow copies or trying to remove backups, uh, those things will just try and neuter and kill the offending process or the evil payload that might be delivering that. Uh, that is one great step in the tool and technology aspect. Uh, we also think about canaries. We, we we think about sort of a little tripwire or something that will really act as the indicator. We are seeing malicious activity. We are seeing encryption take place. Uh, I think that is another strong contender uh, for tools and technology that could help us. Just trying to add little honeypots, right, that might be able to better detect and help us better respond when we see ransomware being deployed. That's great. Thanks for sharing that insight. And there's also been movement in terms of public and private sector collaboration on ransomware. Can you talk a bit about how the U.S. government is responding to ransomware? For example, the latest sanctions on cryptocurrency exchanges, is that really doing anything? Yeah. Oh, thanks so much for asking that question, because uh, that is certainly a can of worms. I, I, don't, I don't mean to... Uh try to act as if I have the answers. I don't mean to act like as if I know everything, but I think it's clear. It's so evident that cryptocurrency is one driving factor in ransomware in the world today, right? Because these cyber criminals can demand cryptocurrency, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's Ethereum, whether it's Monero or what have you, that gives them, that gives the hackers and the criminals, that, that gives them the advantage. They have this perfect getaway car because you're relying on a form of currency. You're relying on money that has no physical trace. You have no accountability. You have no, there, there's a certain amount of permanence, right? Once someone sends that money, they can never get it back unless the recipient were to just give it back to them. Uh, it's such the perfect getaway car is really what I've kind of come to describe a lot of cryptocurrency and ransomware acts. When you talk about what can we do to stop that? Yeah, you get into the discussion of, hey, what is government and what are the federal agencies doing uh, in the realm of cryptocurrency? Because we ask ourselves, should we make stuff like this Bitcoin, Ethereum, should we make that illegal? I don't know. I don't know if that's the right answer. It obviously has its own unique purpose and functionality, but it's being used and abused by ransomware gangs. This sanction that has come now from the Department of the Treasury, I have, I'm hopeful. I, this is very, very new. I think as, as we're having this conversation, Jack, that might have released this week. That might maybe just a bit, few days ago. It's too early to tell how this will impact cybercrime, or if it will even. But I think that it is a, a step, 
a step forward. I don't know if it's a step in the right direction, but it's better than not doing anything at all because we've tried that and we see that that doesn't work. Uh, for too long, victims have been helpless and uh, cyber criminals and ransomware actors are using this like it's open season. So uh, I think some effort, something is the best that we can do to uh, try and combat this. So how do you think this evolves? Is ransomware going to get worse before it gets better? Or is there going to be some sort of breakthrough? Now, I'm not Nostradamus, right? I don't have a crystal ball, but uh, and I don't mean to be all doom and gloom or FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Uh, I, I think it will still get worse. I think we will still see incidents. I think we will still see ransomware activity and it... It's going to go on for a while until we figure this out, until we crack the case and, and get something better in place. And that seems to be this treadmill that we're on and that we're in in security, right? Where we have these poor victim businesses and organizations. We have vendors trying to sell and promise and act as the savior. But still, these incidents are happening. Again, I don't know the answer, but I think it, it is certainly something that we, we need to pay much more closer attention to. All these efforts that we're seeing from government, from the federal agencies, from these task force we're creating, these are the right moves. But it is going to take everyone playing in concert. It takes a village, really, to, to take down these threats. Absolutely. So do you have any final parting words of wisdom for our audience of CISOs and security professionals? I would, I would, I would offer... Look, we all have to be in this fight. Uh, that includes every single one of us. And the most tactical way to do that is to keep your ears to the ground and be looking for this new threat intelligence, keeping up to date with indicators of compromise, really diving into what's going on in the news, these headlines of what attacks are happening and how they happened and what we could better understand from them, really knowing the adversary, understanding what we're up against. Um I think it's extremely valuable to hunt, to actively look for where things could be going wrong, to try and find malware in your network, to try and find indicators that there's access and there's some other evil lurking in the, in the organization. Uh, you have to look at it. You have to go hunt it down and you really have to brace what's out there. Well, there it is. We'll leave all the listeners with that. John, thank you so much for being here. We really enjoyed the conversation on ransomware. For all you listeners, see you next time. Yeah.